is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with systemsforselfcare.com where I teach you to consistently take daily action so you can create the life that you want. So you might be one of these people who is just really struggling when it comes to your phone and being on your phone all the time and being on social media all the time and moving your finger over just a centimeter and clicking and buying something, whether that is food, uh, ordering food, or buying stuff and getting packages uh, on your front door from Amazon. I think that this has been like a big thing, especially while you are at home, working from home. There's not a ton to do, right? So being on your phone and being on social media and online shopping or online food shopping, it's kind of become that like thing that you do to fill that time, that thing that you do when you're stressed, that thing that you do when you're bored, that thing that you do when you're looking for some excitement, right? Um, And so what I want to teach you today is how to break up with your phone, how to break up with social media, and how to break up with online shopping. So I, I actually really struggled with, well, all of these three things um, over the course of many different years, but it all came kind of like crashing down at the beginning of 2019. Again, that was kind of like when we had first settled back in living in Chicago and we're like, cool, what are we doing? And it was like the first time that I didn't have a boss. I wasn't working for anyone else. And I was like, you need to figure things out. And I would find myself on my phone constantly, like hours and hours of my day just spent on my phone, scrolling on my phone, seeing what people are up to, deciding what I should buy, all of these things that didn't feel good. Um, I actually had a lot of problems. <laughs> I had mental health problems and physical health problems from this. My eyes would hurt so bad. I would get these like really specific headaches from when I was on my phone too much. I felt like, you know, the little hole the, the, where the camera is, I felt like that was like consuming me and I would like fall into this vortex. And I just felt like, like I would just, I don't know, like dizzy from this. My wrist hurt, my neck hurt, my back hurt from, you know, how I was holding from my phone and how I was situated. Again, I said my eyes hurt from looking at the screen. Um, My mental health suffered. I felt terrible about myself because I was comparing myself to the people that I was looking um, on a screen. I was comparing myself to them. I also felt shitty about myself and frustrated with myself. Like, oh my gosh, why can you not get your life together? Why are you, you know, you say you want this thing, but you're not doing the actions to follow with that thing. You are spending all of your time on this stupid little device. (laughs) You need to figure something out. And, and it's not just that, that it was 2019 that I struggled with this. This was something that I, I had struggled with for a long time. And I know there's so many, so many other people that struggle with this. But so social media came out when I was a sophomore in college. And I remember uh, back then, Facebook was only open to people in colleges and universities. And we, I remember when my friends at University of Illinois got it first, U of I, big state school, they got Facebook. And it was like, oh my gosh, Facebook, that's so cool. I can't wait till it gets to our school. Will it ever get to our school? I go to a small liberal arts college. Will it ever get here? And I remember the night that it got there, we were all so excited and it crashed the internet and it didn't work, right? And that was just like on our computers. But like, we spent so much time on Facebook then back when I was, what, 19, 20 years old. We spent so much time on Facebook then on the computer. That was before smartphones existed. I feel so old talking like this. But like, 
So I, there was one time in 2019 where I went back and I calculated, like if I spent an hour a day on social media or two hours a day on social media or three or four, whatever it comes out to be, how many hours total would that be? And then I divided it by 24 and the number was disgusting. Like how many days of my life had been spent scrolling on the internet? It was disgusting. Um, it, it did not feel good. Like, wow. <laughs> That's, that's how you're spending your one life on this planet. And so I felt, I didn't feel good about it. I think that I like deleted everything off. I probably, I made a podcast episode and wrote some blogs about, um, I need to not be on this, but I also knew that at some point I was going to go back and I was going to be on social media and I was going to use my phone and blah, blah, blah. And I needed to have boundaries and structure around it so that I could have some of it without having all of it. Um, I don't know that I can live a life that doesn't involve the internet. I'm recording something for the internet right now. The internet is a part of my life, but I want to have boundaries and structure. And it's very similar. It's the same thing as food. We need to have helpful boundaries and structure where they are nurturing and mistakes are teachable moments. Mistakes are teachable moments. And so I made a whole lot of mistakes as I was learning how to have some social media without all the social media, how to have some of my phone without all of my phone, how to have some online shopping and some ordering food without it being like that. That's my entire existence. So let me share a little bit about the problems with the online shopping and with the ordering food, especially uh, when Paul and I first started dating. That was when like Grubhub had kind of like hit Chicago and also smartphones. I think I didn't even have a smartphone when we first started dating. I had a, um, the whatever, T, uh, not T9, but it had like a QWERTY keyboard and it like flipped and it was like, they had this, there was this commercial on TV where these two thumbs that had faces on the thumbs and you could type in whatever. That was the phone that I had. And I was a late comer to getting the iPhone. But once we got the iPhone, once I got the iPhone, right, like on it constantly, Ooh, a new toy, a new device, novelty. Let me spend my entire life, uh, on this device. Um, but we would, we would order food a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Grubhub. We would order pizza and we would order tacos and we would order, um, burgers and burritos and whatever, right? New relationship. That's exciting. New technology. Uh, that's exciting. No boundaries and structure around how to use it or what its purpose is, but we would order every night. And granted, I was also like in my first year of teaching and in grad school. So a lot of things happening all at once, but it didn't feel good the way that we were spending our money, the way that we were consuming food, doing it every night, consuming junk food every night, feeling sick to my stomach every night. It didn't feel good. So again, I needed to learn, hmm, this doesn't feel so good. I don't, I feel gross. I don't feel good. I feel gross. I need to figure out some boundaries and structures so that I can have this in my life, but not have all of it. So I can get away from that all or nothing mindset, but I can have some without all of it. Okay. So breaking up with your phone, social media, online shopping, online ordering food, or I should say learning to have some of it without having all of it. Learning moderation when it comes to these technologies. Um, Okay. So number one, Surprise, the big four. Uh, name your pain, pleasure, current identity, and aspirational identity. So my pain was um, I feel disgusting. I hate how much time I'm wasting. That's my pain. My body physically hurts from this. Mental health, I'm not doing so well, right? Pleasure, you know, I would like to just feel good in my body. <laughs> I'd like to feel good about the way I spend my time. I'd like to feel good about the way I spend my money. I'd like to just feel good, not gross. Uh, the current identity was someone who had no boundaries. 
someone who, um, I mean, like didn't get anything done. Someone who was constantly on their phone. Like if you looked at me, I was constantly on my phone. So that was my current identity. Someone who was addicted to their phone. Um, my aspirational identity was someone who could have some technology without it consuming their life, some of it without all of it. So number two is imagine how aspirational self acts, especially in times of stress or boredom. We'll get to that a little bit more in the in, uh, as we go. But imagine how your aspirational self would act. So would your aspirational self wake up and first thing turn to the turn to your phone? Is that what you want for your life, right? Is your aspirational self checking your phone as you're driving, um, checking your phone when you're bored for a millisecond, checking your phone um, while you are eating dinner with your significant other? Are you on your phone? Like, and when you imagine your aspirational life, your aspirational self, your best life, are you on your phone constantly? Are you on social media constantly? Are you scrolling constantly? Are you buying junk constantly? No? Okay. What does that person what does that person do when they first wake up? What do they do when they're eating dinner with their significant other? What do they do when they're in the grocery store and they have to stand there and they have to wait? Is that person on their phone? Or is that person, you know, standing there and practicing meditation, uh, practicing breathing? playing the ABC game, dealing with boredom without being on their phone. I think that's a big thing. We, in times of stress, in times of boredom, we turn to our phone. We turn to our phone for entertainment. We turn to our phone to relieve these emotions that we don't like. But then it ends up being like, shoot, well, I don't even, I like this. I dislike this more. I don't like what's happening to me. So you need to figure out when you are stressed, what do you want to be doing if you don't want to be on your phone? What do you want to be doing if you don't want to be online shopping? What do you want to be doing if you don't want to be consuming all of this social media when you're stressed or when you're bored? Some suggestions, um, and I, I had to like really be deliberate about this because our phones are attached to us and there's so many triggers and no- notifications with it, but it was like, I needed to, when I was uploading a podcast and I have to wait for the three minutes for the podcast to upload, not to scroll over to social media, not to go on my phone, not to move my finger and open up Facebook. So that's when I started like doodling, like, okay, cool. As I'm sitting here and this is a board, you know, I have to sit here and be bored for three minutes. Oh, God forbid to sit here and be bored. I'm in a color. And so it's like harm reduction. I'm still getting some sort of entertainment. Um, but it's not as wired as being on technology. And I am, so I'm relieving the boredom of sitting there, harm reduction, not sitting there and like cold turkeying it, but it was something, it was less harm than being on my phone. So imagine what your aspirational self would be, act how they would be acting, what they would be doing, especially term, during times of stress, during times of boredom, during those down periods there, you know that you usually turn to your phone or you know that you usually turn to buying something online. Number three, this is more practical, pragmatic, uh, delete the apps off of your phone, delete them. Think about this, um, companies develop apps because apps are an easier way for you to navigate the internet and get to their content and, you know, their crap. And there's nothing wrong with those companies. Well, <laughs> that's debatable, but it's it's totally fine to play that game. It's totally fine to play, play Candy Crush or it's totally fine to go onto Facebook if you want to, whatever. But the app makes it so easy to just do, 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 click. Now I'm there. You're on your phone. Your phone's right next to you constantly. So those that trigger is there. The notifications are there constantly. Delete the app off of your phone. Um, And then it's, you don't even have to use willpower because it's not there for you. It's not as easy. You can still go on it, but going on it in a different way 
um, it, it, uh, instead of it being easy, there's some barriers, there's some challenges, there's some things that are going to slow you down and um, not make it as easy to do. And there's some decision-making processes happening. There are plenty of times that I will still finish a task and then scroll over to Facebook on my browser. But because um, I don't have it on my phone and I'm logged off of all of my things, I actually have to type my password in. Having to type it in actually slows me down and gives me the opportunity to be like, do you really want to be doing this right now? And sometimes I do, but a lot of times I'm like, no, I don't want to be doing this right now. And then I completely close the browser and go and do the thing that I do want to be doing, right? All right, so we delete the Facebook, we delete the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, delete the app off of your phone. Um, The other, number four, uh, my suggestion is uh, use... The Facebook newsfeed blocker, uh, block block Facebook on your uh, computer. Block the newsfeed. You can go. You can Google uh, Google Chrome extension for Facebook blocker. Facebook newsfeed blocker. Oh my gosh, swears are not coming out smoothly. But when I go onto Facebook, actually, I have no newsfeed. You can check the picture in um, my blog. I'll attach that. You can check that picture. Um, I don't have a newsfeed. So I can't see what people are up to. If I want to see what my mom is up to, I have to type my mom's name into the search bar. If I want to see what Susie is up to, I have to type her name. Um, If I want to see a picture of my nephew or my niece, whatever, you know, I can go to my brother or my sister's Facebook page, type their name and see them. I have another suggestion later on, but like at, not having the news feed constantly uh, going, I'm less addicted to Facebook because when I log onto my Facebook, there's not a ton going on. You know, Facebook installed the news feed. And I remember this. Gosh, I'm so old. But I remember when Facebook installed the news feed. It was probably 12 years ago. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, Stalkerville. Everyone was so like, ew, why would they do this? Everyone's a stalker. And now it's like, no, the news feed is like what Facebook is. But if you don't have a news feed, you have less of a reason to be on Facebook. And it slows you down a little bit that, you know, gives you some time, um, makes it a little bit more challenging, not as easy as of a process. Okay. Uh, the next thing, turn off notifications on your phone. So breaking up with your phone, breaking up with social media, breaking up with online shopping, breaking up with these things, turn off the push notifications. Again, these companies want you on their apps, right? Let's, let's not be on their apps. Don't allow them to invade your space. Set up those boundaries, turn off the notifications and turn off the notification for your email. Um, there is no such thing as an emergency email. I don't remember who said this, there's also no such thing as an emergency email. If it was an emergency, they're going to call you. So you don't need emergency email notifications. Um, Turn them off and set a designated time (laughs) to go on and check those things. The next thing, um, go to social media and ideally email from your computer and set a timer. So again, I can still go on to Facebook. I can still go on to Instagram. I can still go on to Reddit. I can still go on to, you know, these sites that are really addictive on my phone. I can still go on to them, but I set a timer hey, I'm going to go on here for 10 minutes. And when the timer goes off, like actually respecting that, like, hey, <laughs> let's let's uh, go back to aspirational self. What do I want for myself? Okay, cool. I set up this boundary for myself, a timer. I need to listen to that. I need to respect that boundary. Use this tool. Don't just bypass it. Like, oh, whatever. I don't care. It's like, no, you're doing these things to help you. In the moment, you got to be aware of those in the moment things you say. In the moment, oh In the moment, you need to follow through with the action that is going to um, go with your aspirational self. 
Um, so those were kind of some more practical things, right? The next thing that I want you to do, number seven, I want you to list what your phone is for and what it isn't for. So this is kind of something that um, when I was a kindergarten teacher and we would introduce a new object that we're going to be using in math time, um, you kind of like give the kids some time to explore the object, whatever, play with it, whatever. And then you would talk about like, hey, in math time, when we are using this object, um, it's not really a toy. We're actually using this for a purpose. Here, here is how we use this object. Here's how we do not use this object. And you would model that. Um, and you would praise when kids are using it the right way. Great. I see you using this the right way, blah, blah, blah. You want to praise the behavior that you want um, to be repeated. But for a lot of us, we don't even know what we want to be using our phones for because we got this new device. It was so exciting. We're like, did you know you can have this and you can have this and you can have this? And it's overwhelming all of the things that you can have on your phone. You decide, like make a list, like write it out. You know, I'm big on writing. Write it out. What is your full, what uh, purpose is your phone for? And what isn't your phone for? So some examples, what my phone is for my phone is for GPS. I need directions. Uh, I need directions anywhere I go. Phone is for GPS. My phone is for calling my mom, calling my aunt, calling Paul's mom. Uh, my phone is for group texting. I have a family group text where we text pictures of my nieces and my nephews and all of our dogs and funny gifts. We use it for group texting. I don't go on to Facebook to see pictures of my nephews and my niece. I, I go on my group text. And also, I have texted friends, hey, can I see a picture of your baby? Or maybe I'll go on to their Facebook or their Instagram to see a picture. But I've also been known to just like, hey, let me see a picture of your kids or get, you know, kid pics through um, text. But it's just more personal through there. And you can control um, how much you're viewing. So those are reasons, those are things I use my phone for. I just use my phone. I take a one second video of Jameson every day and I have this compilation. I just started this in January. It's really fun. I really like that. And then taking photos um, for, you know, for myself, for pleasure, for of our lives. Um, I also use my phone for business. Let's see, I use um, I use it for voxering with clients. So clients can message me in between our coaching sessions if they have a question about something and then they can, I'll respond back to them within 24 hours. It's usually not immediate, um, but I will respond back. Um, I also have backup on my phone Zoom in case Zoom isn't working on my computer. I use my phone for Zoom. Um, I also use my phone, what was the other thing I was to say? Oh, photos, if I need to take a photo for work, right? So those are business things. Um, And I think that that's pretty much it for what I use my phone for. I don't use my phone for scrolling the internet. I don't use my phone for ordering food. I'll go onto my computer to do that. Um, If I want to, again, if I want to go on a Reddit and read funny or see funny dog pictures, I go on from my computer, If I want to check up on so-and-so, I go on my computer. I don't use my phone for scrolling the internet. I actually have a really old phone, and that is for a reason. Um, You can get GPS on an old phone. I don't need a $2,000 phone. I can spend that $2,000 and travel around the world. Um, But that's what I use my phone for and what I don't use my phone for. Um, The number eight, create some boundaries for online shopping and ordering food. So again, we need, we need structure. 
We need helpful boundaries. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to mess this up at some point. And then again, those are teachable moments. But we've all found ourselves ordering too many things from our phone. It's so easy. Your credit card is stored. Your name is stored. Your password is stored. All of those things are stored. The company wants you to just be able to click and order, spend your money, it arrives. And there's not like like any thinking about the purchase, right? So create some boundaries of like, cool, I'm allowed to order things, but it needs to be from the computer. And maybe if I have an idea about something, I still need to wait 24 hours before I impulsively buy. Like um, maybe I need to think about where's this item going to be in three weeks? Am I actually going to use it? Where is this item going to be in five years? Is it going to be in a landfill? Is it going to be in a goodwill? Do I actually need this item? Um, thinking about those things. And I think also for us, like I want to travel (laughs) and be out and about in the world. So I don't want as many possessions as maybe I would have impulsively purchased 10 years ago. So having some boundaries um, around online shopping. And then when it comes to ordering food, um, I gained a ton of weight when Paul and I first started dating because we were ordering all of this food. And it was like so exciting. New relationship, living in the city, all of this access to all of these fun foods. We have boundaries when it comes to ordering food. We order pizza on Fridays and then maybe we'll go out to dinner or we'll get takeout or outdoor dining, dining hopefully, fingers crossed, as it gets warmer out. Um, we'll do that like on a Saturday or maybe a Sunday, but it's no longer ordering just because we don't want to make dinner. No, if we don't want to make dinner, then we make a quick dinner. It's not this like, you know, 18 step dinner. There's quick dinners that we have, but, um, we no longer order food just because we have boundaries and structure pizza Friday, and then maybe, you know, take out on Saturday or Sunday. So those are my tips for breaking up with your phone, with social media, with online shopping and ordering food, online shopping stuff or online shopping, uh, food. When you follow these eight tips, when you follow them, you're going to notice that you have more time in your day. You're going to have more time in your day and you're going to be able to go do the things that you want to do. You're going to be able to go running. You're going to be able to go exercise. You're going to be able to do a walk and talk with your mom. You're going to be able to be outside. You're going to be able to spend more time on making healthier foods or tackling that project, starting a blog, starting a podcast, whatever. You're going to have more time for those projects that you actually want to be doing in your one and only life. And you're not going to feel crappy. Like you're not going to physically feel crappy in your body because of how much time you're spending on technology. And you're not going to feel bad about yourself. So the head and the body thing is huge. Um, and remember, like, this is your one life. And I do, I suggest you take action on this. Everyone, we're, we're just on technology so much um, without giving a thought of how we're using it. And again, especially with the pandemic, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, cool, like, uh, we don't know what's happening. Let's be on technology because we're so isolated and we want to feel connected and we want to know what's happening. But it's kind of got to this point where it's, we've only, it's been almost 400 days of being home. I think for a lot of people, if they haven't, if you haven't taken the time to set these boundaries up, you're going to continue to feel like this and it's not going to feel good. And it's not going to start to get better until you decide like, Hey, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. I need to make a change. What's a baby change that I can make. Right? So maybe you're not going to do all of these things after listening to this podcast. That's okay. It's going to take you time to figure this out. I didn't have this figured out overnight. So when I wrote that blog in 2018, I didn't have it figured out overnight. It took some time, but maybe you pick one thing based 
on what you heard today. You pick one thing to take action on, just one thing, and that's going to move you further. Um, That's going to move you along and help you create that life that you want to live. All right. I hope that was helpful. Again, pick one thing that you can take action on based on today so that you can have a healthy relationship with social media, with your phone, with online shopping, with ordering food, and with your time, money, and your life. Send me an email at coachjacqueline at jacquelinericcio.com if you have any questions or if you have a question that you'd like me to answer in a future episode. I would appreciate that so much. Take care. I will see you in the next one. Bye.